0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees, 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. Due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CT Mobile.com. Mike's on. He's ready to go. On the fan. New York Sports Radio. Mike's on. Mike's on. Sports All right, on this Friday evening, we're brought to you by Casamigos Tequila, as always, brought to you by those who drink it as we head towards a late February weekend, and you've made it Pretty deep into February this year without the regular lull. Maybe you felt a little of that the last couple of days. uh, And I'm sure you've gotten tired of the uh, whole sign stealing scandal because it gets any story like that gets incredibly tedious. But that has given people who do what we do. And knowing this, you know, everyone knows that February and early March too. March can be just as brutal because, you know, Selection Sunday doesn't come your way until the 15th of March to bail you out. And spring training, which will start tomorrow, and everyone will be all giddy. They'll turn their TVs on, and they'll see the Yankees on the field, and they'll be all excited, and they'll see the Mets on the field, and they'll be all excited. And that lasts about 15 minutes in spring training. Because unless you're at spring training, which you can, you know, you sit around, you watch the ball game for a couple innings, and you think about where you're going to play golf. I mean, that's basically it. Because how much of spring training are you really going to care about? The nicest thing about spring training is you look at the warm weather, it makes you feel better. It's right around the corner. And you know that spring is uh, going to be here Before too long That's what the best thing You can take out of it Is that You know It gives you a a nice feeling I always as a kid I used to always Look forward To when I was Getting ready to go To school bus as a kid My mother listened to Religiously listened to WNEWAM Which was the big That was Wellington Marist Station But also it was the station That was the Kind of music that You know your, Your mother Your parents liked in those days and they had big, big stars as local DJs. They had Clavin and Finch in the Morning. Uh, they had uh, Julius LaRosa. They had William B. Willi- uh, William B. Williams. They had uh, Ted Brown. They had all these different, you know, great shows, the Make Believe Ballroom, all this stuff. And, you know, they played Frank Sinatra, you know, that's William, it's William B. Williams who gave him the name, chairman of the board. Uh, you know, you had, you know, Tony Bennett, Lena Horn, Judy Garland, you know, that kind of music. And Chip Sipola did the sports. And as a kid, that was always playing in my kitchen when we were getting ready to go to school in the morning. And I loved when I heard them say, you know, in Grapefruit League action, yesterday it was, and this is before, you had sports radio. This is before you had any connection except you'd get your newspaper, which I would buy on the way to the bus stop. I would buy a newspaper and read the, you know, read the sports in the morning. I started doing that when I was in like, you know, first grade, second grade, really that early, second, third grade, whatever it was. It was like seven cents when I went to buy it. Seven cents was the paper. And you just see, you know, and you'd hear that. And then you'd think about, when can I wear my baseball jacket? To school. These are the things you remember. When could I wear my, every kid had a baseball jacket. Whether you had a Yankee jacket or you had a jacket that had all the teams on it. You had your baseball jacket. When could you wear your baseball jacket? Put your winter jacket away. Put your winter coat away. Put your wool hat away. And wear your baseball jacket to school. Because that meant, hey, the warm weather was coming. You were through to winter. Baseball was coming. Little League was coming. You know all the things you thought about in those days, and soon it was going to be baseball season, and the birds were chirping and the whole deal. So that whole, my whole life, I've uh, I've i had that image in my head of Chips Apola doing the sports and mentioning the Grapefruit League, and in those days it was all the Grapefruit League. There was no Arizona in those days. You know, it was all great. I mean, there was a little Arizona, but it was all Florida was it, and. You had all that, you know, all that great league action to get excited about. But another key, you got to remember, was putting on the baseball jacket, wearing it to school. No more wearing the, you know, big cumbersome winter coat with the wool hat and the gloves and all that stuff. So spring would come, and tomorrow is one of those days, as you thought that, and at least you get those couple of minutes of watching that first game. Everyone turns the first game on. 110 tomorrow, Mets in a split squad. Yankees playing the Blue Jays. They, you know, they play the same teams 9,000 times because, hey, if you look, they all don't have that many teams around them in Florida anymore. Arizona's set up much better. And, you know, you wind up playing a lot of split, uh, split squad and a lot of the same teams over and over and over again. But that's the way it goes. You know? That's the way it goes in Florida. So you're up in that uh, Port St. Lucie area as an example. You know who you're going to be playing. You come down to West Palm uh, and, and deal with that play at the Roger Dean Stadium and, you know, bounce around a couple of different places, go play the Tigers uh, here and there. And, you know, Yankees MS don't play. I mean, they used to play once in spring. I don't even think they play in the spring anymore. I'm not even sure if they do this year. Last couple of years, I don't even think they have in the spring training anymore. Uh, They used to. But you get ready for that. And finally, finally, uh, it's on the field. And you're a month away. You're really exactly a month away from the start of the baseball season, so it's fun. You know, it used to be that you'd get through the entire NCAA tournament and then have, you know, Final Four weekend. If you're thinking about the Masters, but then Opening Day would be right there. I remember going. I remember going to Opening Day in Kansas City and doing the NCAA championship game that night. Going to the afternoon game in Kansas City, and then that night it was Kansas, Oklahoma. Danny and the Miracles. Okay? I remember. So think about it when a lot of times it opened on the same day. But now it's opening very early. You know, they'll be in regional weekend. They'll be just starting regional weekend when baseball starts. And then you're still a couple of weeks away from the Final Four. And then, of course, right off Final Four. You know on Final Four Monday night that Thursday of that week, you're hightailing it for Augusta. And it's never too early, never, ever too early to think about the Masters because there is, as you get older, no surer sign of spring. As big as Easter is a sign of spring, the Masters is a sign of spring and warm weather. And, you know, you're thinking about this weekend where it's going to be, I was thinking, fun day, it's going to be 55. If I went over to the golf course, there'd be people playing. Yes, on Temp Greens, but they will be playing. This week, 55, you know, is almost where you're not afraid to take the club out. I mean, some of you guys are crazy playing 40, not me. I can 40 is a little much. 55, 60, all right. 60 for sure. You know? But 45, no thank you. 40, no thanks. You know, a lot of wind, no thanks. Not this early in the year. But before you know it, right around the corner... You, know, you come off that, I always think of it for my uh, good friend Jim Nance who has a championship game on Monday and then uh, has a big smile on his face as he gets on that jet the next morning and uh, or even that night after the wrap party for the NCAA tournament and then heads to Augusta uh, and gets ready for the best week in golf in the year. You know, The only thing wrong with the Masters is that it's over too quickly because we look forward to it for so long, and it is – Now, when you think about it, right around the corner, you think about certain dates that just hit you. You know, The first time you see pitches and catches, the first time you see the first spring training game, which will come tomorrow, and then Selection Sunday, which gets you through that week, and then Opening Day and the Masters. And then you're into the Kentucky Derby and the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs, and you're off and flying. So that's where we are. So on this... February 21st, where we're still not there yet, one of those gets knocked down tomorrow where you'll see the players on the field. You get a game action, and you can start to think about what's right around the corner, and all this is right around the corner, and maybe you can get through a day without somebody opining on, you know, or or sending out another story on the sign stealing, which has just overwhelmed baseball to a level which nobody could have predicted. Just completely, not even, it hasn't just dominated. It has just completely drowned the start of this baseball season. I mean, absolutely just drowned it. The other story is the NFL and where the players are right now you got some interesting college basketball this, this weekend, including a big game between Kansas and Baylor. If you're interested to see who reigns supreme right now, we'll get to all that right after this. All right, all Bloomie has to do now is take the last 30 seconds of that commercial that you just heard, and every time he speaks at the next debate, pivot into that statement that he made and just make it because you have to have your pivot move at these debates where you have, you answer the question, hopefully with a pithy comeback, hopefully with a, a comeback that turns into a soundbite, which he gave you one of those where he said to Bernie, you know, this is unbelievable. You have to be the richest you know, socialist who's ever lived. You got, three, you, know, you got three houses and you're a millionaire. So that was a great, great, great line. But he was the worst debater I think I have. I, we've seen some bad debaters through the years. We've seen some bad debate performances. That might have been the sing, And they picked on him, which they didn't just pick on They savaged him. I mean, Elizabeth Warren just absolutely... I mean, she did everything except take out a two-by-four and hit him over the head with it. I mean, she absolutely savaged him. His performance was so poor. He did not even know... Here's a man who is a... Let's be honest. This guy is a brilliant man he's built one of the great american success stories in history he is a very good manager of money uh, of cities of any if you give him a, if you give him a problem he'll solve it if you give him something to manage he'll manage it but as i told you before because i had been in his company a good number of times he has the he couldn't recruit you out of a burning building. Okay, let me put it that way. All right, I mean, you'd stay in there and burn rather than come out. I mean, that's basically how, how little magnetism he has. And you saw that, but he did not even have simple debate tactics and technique down. Whoever prepared him, I hope he fired them. You know, I'm telling you. I got a couple of days for him. If he gives, he wants to give me like you know a couple of those millions, I'll I'll, I'll get him ready for the next debate. Because I mean, I'll get him ready. I'll, I'll get him ready. I'll get him, I'll get him. I'll get will get one line ready for him to deliver to each one of the contestants where he knocks them on their rear end at one point in the in, in the first ten minutes of it, just like Elizabeth Warren did. She had one ready for each one of them, and then just realize you pivot into your campaign speech. What he just said, the last 30 seconds of that commercial that he just did, that's exactly what you do. I'm the one who can unite. I'm the one who can beat the demagogue. I'm the one who can do this. I'm the one who can do that. Bingo, 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 bango. And that's what you do. You don't say, uh, I made a lot of money and I'm giving it all to charity. And then silent when you have 40 seconds left. I mean, come on. I mean, he took that and, I mean, he had so many layups that he didn't even take. I will release all those, I will allow all those women to release those agreements that protect disclosure. When every senator in America who has signed hundreds of those releases theirs. That would end that because every one of those senators has signed one. It is. He was so bad, it was, I I can't, there's not even a description for how bad he was. Now, I can't wait to see the second time because he's bright. And you got to figure, they went to school on him. The other question is, and it's a fascinating one, I don't think he'll do well in in Nevada now. I can't tell how much it was the debate and not because 74,000 votes were Eddie cast before the debate. In Nevada, so we don't know how much the debate's going to have played into that. He's probably going to do. Bernie's going to win easy. He's probably going to be right there with about two or three other people, right there in the fifteen to sixteen percentile, somewhere in there. And then he's off to, to South Carolina. And I, I don't know how many. I know a lot of people watch the debate. Sixteen million, which is a lot for the debate, but he has completely carpet bomb those Super Tuesday states. I mean, to the point where no one else is spending any money there, and he is spending millions in each one of those states. Not only that, he's having outings. He's having events where, come on in, you know, get the fried chicken, come on in and get all the hot food, and let's tell you about Mayor Mike. And that stuff works. When no one else is saying anything, you know, putting on your Bloomberg hat works. But he's... He cannot debate like that again. The next debate would be fatal. Another one of those would be fatal. I also want to see what kind of lift. Elizabeth Warren raised supposedly $5 million million a day after her debate. She clearly won the debate. Biden had a good debate for him. Bernie got attacked a little bit. And I think his acts wearing a little thin, but he's going to win going away. He's the only one who could get enough delegates. He won't get enough, but he's the only, He's going to have a big lead going into the convention, but he won't have enough delegates. Um, But she actually was on her last legs and she had a big comeback. There's, I'm not a fan of hers, but she had a big comeback. That, that, that's only fair. The question is, how much does she get out of it in Vegas? If she does not get, I mean, in, bot, in the bottom, if she doesn't get a lot out of it, then it's not going to help. she should be gone in two weeks anyway. because. You know, if, you don't, if, you're, if you're not finishing a strong third or at least a, a really close third where you're, you're maybe fourth, but you're really close to third, you might be able to stay in. If you're fifth or sixth, you're out. Biden will stay in through South Carolina. Bloomy will stay in the whole way because the money doesn't matter. The other ones, the money's going to dry up, except Bernie. Bernie's going to be the front runner. We know that. And it's going to be hard to beat them. I mean, let's be honest. It's going to be very, very hard to beat them. No question about it. Um, Kansas and Baylor tomorrow. Very good game. I think Kansas is the best team in the country right now. They play in Waco against a very good Baylor team. They'll both probably be one seeds. The one seeds right now are pretty solid. Gonzaga, San Diego State, which hasn't lost. Baylor and Kansas. Very different year. You know, no Duke, no Kentucky, no Michigan State. North Carolina's not even going to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, so it's a different Yeah, Dayton is pounding on the two line, trying to knock down the door to get on the one line. You know, and you got a lot of teams sprinkled in after that. You know, you got your Big East teams, which are going to be sprinkled in third and fourth and fifth seeds. You got the Big Ten, which is, again, sprinkling in a lot of teams, nobody playing that well. Which, is the, which team has the best chance to win it out of the Big Ten? I don't know if anybody does, but I'd still think Michigan State, if I was going to pick one, but I don't even think they're going to win. I don't think anybody in the Big Ten is going to win this year. Louisville's got a dangerous team, although they've been up a little up and down lately, but they got a dangerous team. I still think Auburn's a dangerous team. I'll tell you a good, dangerous team is Houston. Houston's got a very good team. Beat Wichita State twice, once by 40 points. they got a very good team. Wichita State's not ready. They'll make the tournament, but they're not vintage Wichita State. Not like the Wichita State teams we had a couple of years ago when we had the one and only Van Vliet, who we all know what kind of player he's become. You know. God forbid the Knicks get a player like Van Vliet. I mean, how many years did I talk about Van Vliet on the show? I mean, what a tough kid he is. And look at the career he's had, both which Wichita State and now and in the pros. Just a wonderful, wonderful career. All right, let me get a couple of calls in. So, spring training tomorrow, some college basketball this weekend. You got Nova and Xavier. You got Florida and Kentucky. You got uh, Creighton playing really well. They got Butley. You have Dayton playing Duquesne. Uh, so, But the big one, of course, two teams playing for the top of the polls, uh, Kansas. And Baylor. And I think right now Kansas is the best team in the country. So I'll go with them to win on the road at Baylor, which will not be easy. But I think Kansas right now, I think the Jayhawks right now are playing better than anybody in the country. I really do. Larry and Quorum starts us off. What's up, Larry? Oh, wow. Hey, Mike. Uh, Larry from Quorum. Yes. Um, uh, you speak to my dad a lot. I've been trying to call you the last 12 years. Um, You've been trying to call me always- for 12 years. Go ahead. What's up? I've always listened to you uh, at rush hour. so I never can call you or whatever. So, um um, uh, Yuffito, uh, you know my dad, Bob Red. Riverhead? All right, well, let's, what's on your mind today? Yes, I know who he is. Go ahead. What's on your mind? <laughs> Anyways, out of the four major sports, uh, who is one athlete or person involved in sports that uh, you always want to interview that you never have? Oh, uh, well, you know, thanks for the question. So, uh, that's a February question if there ever was one. I've said it a million times. Always want to interview Joe DiMaggio. Dog and I tried very hard. We tried every which way to get him to do an interview. We even had Ted Williams intercede for us. He told us he would. And I knew someone who was a very close friend of his, still couldn't get him to do it, could not get him to do it. So that's the guy we always wanted to interview. Um, I can't think of anybody else that I haven't interviewed that I – I mean, I'd like to do a long sit-down. You know what? I'd like to do a long sit-down with? Who I'm trying to do a long sit-down with now is Mark Cuban. I want to talk to him. Um, he interests me. Uh, I would obviously like to do a long sit down with Tiger Woods if I could. That'd be fun. Um, I can't think anybody else that that's you know it's that unbelievable that you know I mean there's a lot of people that are, but I mean not anybody that's earth shattering but the guy we always wanted, you know, Doug and I got to talk to we talked to Will Chamberlain, talked to Bill Russell talked to Jim Brown, we talked to Jerry West. Uh, we talked to you know, the iconic figures of other sports. We talked to Ted Williams. We did Mickey Mantle on, on, on numerous occasions. Um, the guy I always wanted to talk to was DiMaggio. I thought there was so much there that, that, we, that was going to be fascinating about his life. But it was not his thing. He was, not, he was not a people person, let's put it that way. He's not a very happy guy either. You know, he really, for all his, think about it, being Joe DiMaggio was, I mean, Joe DiMaggio. But he wasn't very happy, to be honest with you. Richard in Port Jefferson, what's up, Richard? Hi, glad, glad I got to speak to you. You know, I knew Bruce from Bayside and Bob Gelt. But anyway, okay. what I wanted to talk about was how they're restricting Mitchell Robinson. He's a franchise player, and he was a McDonald's All-American. He averaged twenty. Problem pounds. is, problem is, big guys. The game, uh, and thanks for the call. The the game does not play to size anymore. That's the problem. I mean, it really doesn't. And if you want to have a guy who has size now, they want him to play. A game on the perimeter. They want him to be able to play a game where he can actually play in and out, where you can take him out high and he can shoot, where you can take him out high and play pick and roll with him. And you know that's why it's very hard to cultivate, very hard to cultivate size anymore in the league. The question is if you really, and you're going to see Houston try to answer that this year where they don't want to play with any size. You know, you're going to try and see, and you're going to see more teams go with that because size can be as much a detriment as anything else now. It doesn't help you all that much unless you got a guy who brings a versatility where he can be a rim protector on one end, but also a guy who can shoot the ball from the perimeter on the other. That's how much that game has changed. It has changed unbelievably in that regard. All right. Um, Thanks. I, I apologize for only getting two of the calls in. I'll get the rest of them in. I promise you, the other guys, please call back when you get a chance. I'll try to get to three or four every show. I only got the two today, which I apologize for. Um, enjoy your uh, weekend. We'll maybe chat about the fight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to watch the fight. I'm at least going to tape it. I don't know if I'm going to watch it live. I probably will. But if, it, if I wind up not staying up that late, but I probably will. But I'm going to buy it and uh, take a look at it. So we'll see what we get out of the fight. Maybe it would be worthwhile, something interesting for a change, something different, as a matter of fact. And obviously, everyone will be tuning in tomorrow to see the first balls for the local teams thrown for the, for the season. So at least you see the teams on the field. And you get a good feeling for that as we head into the last few days of February and then, of course, into the month of March and everything that means. So enjoy your weekend, everybody. We will uh, see you on Monday. Casamigos Tequila, of course, brings you the program brought to you by those who drink it. We thank them for their patronage. And Steve Summers is next.